What's up, guys? My name is Leif Arneson, and you're listening to episode 26 of the Vegan Gym Podcast. My brother and I are vegan fitness coaches and bodybuilders who started this podcast as part of our mission to show the world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses who are leading the charge against chronic disease, animal abuse, and climate change. We've had the opportunity to help thousands of vegans reach their fitness goals, but we're just getting started. Our goal is to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So if you believe in challenging the status quo and showing the world how badass veganism really is, then this podcast is for you. With that, I'd like to introduce my brother, my co-host for the podcast, Anders. What's up, man? What is going on, guys? It is good to be back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's been it's been a freaking while now. It's been a few weeks, but yeah. it feels like it's been so much longer yeah. than that. So I'm yeah, just glad we're back and we're getting back into it. <laughs> right, and, and sorry for being MIA the past few weeks, but we've just been so busy with a bunch of projects that we've been working on, and uh, we haven't had the time to really put into uh, creating like the the valuable podcast episodes that we really want to make. Like, um, we've, we tried to record like a few episodes previously over the last few weeks and it's just like, it never turns out because we just, one, we get like, frustrated and two, it's just like short, like not the right. type of information we want to be putting out. Yeah. So. It's just, it's too forced. So we just kind of like put it on the back burner for the last few weeks, but, um, we are going to try really, really hard to get back on a weekly schedule starting this week. And um, and also try launching the podcast on Tuesday because I think Tuesday is a really good schedule. I want to stick with that. And uh, pushing it later into the week is never good. And yeah. it's just uh, it just kind of frustrates us anyway. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're trying to get back into that schedule. Um, and I appreciate the support. And you guys just kind of uh, – we've had so many people asking about when the podcast is going <laughs> to come back. And um, now it is. So – uh, thanks for waiting. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about what we've been working on, uh, because I think some of this stuff could be really beneficial to you guys. Um, so because there's like a lot of value that we want to bring and we're tr- always trying to find ways of bringing new value to you guys and, um, and helping you to achieve your fitness goals. So, um, Lots of our time that we spent over the last few weeks has been working on um, our coaching program and and really like making that 10 times better than it already is. So that's like the main thing we've been focused on. But we've also been uh, working on a recipe book. Um, a kick-ass recipe book that pumpkin everything that has a ton of <laughs> fall recipes, um, macro-friendly fall recipes that I think you guys will love. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can go to fitveganrecipes.com. It just launched, and um, and you can just put in your email address and get it sent uh, directly to your email. Um, we've also been preparing for our next seven-day vegan fitness challenge. So this is a ton of fun. We do it about uh, four times a year. This I is guess. something you need to be yeah, a part of. It's, it, it is. is so fun. It's a lot of. It's it's so cool to be in that community, and we've got just a bunch of other vegans who are all like. Um, it, it, you do have to apply to the to yeah. this challenge. So even though it's free, we don't take everyone. In fact. Uh, we say no to most people because we want to keep that community um, really kind of uh, like tight knit and really 
um, really kind of help everyone as much as possible. And we can only do that if you're super committed. Um, so if that's you and you want to join, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram because that's where we're going to be making the announcements about that. So, um, our Instagram is at the vegan gym. Uh, so you can just follow us on Instagram or, um, you can also, uh, get on our email list. Um, and you can get on our email list actually by, uh, going to download that recipe book. Um, so we're going to be sending out the details for this challenge to our email list as well. So, uh, as long as you're on our email list or you're following us on Instagram, you're going to uh, see the announcements for this. Yeah. So the recipes are delicious. The challenge is freaking awesome, and we love taking our time to do that. So yeah. you, these are two things that you have to you have to do. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> so yeah, I think these are super valuable, and I hope that you take us up on it. But um, anyways, that's what we've been up to. We hope that you guys have had a really awesome last few weeks and. We're really looking forward to jumping back into the podcast. So uh, with that being said, what are we talking about today, man? Guys, we are talking about how to create ambitious but yet achievable goals, okay? And this is very important because that's what keeps us motivated. That's what makes us get up the gym at 6 a.m. every single day, and it, it makes your life that much more fun and exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a fine line between... Uh, making it really ambitious, but also making it achievable. Yeah. And, um, and people tend to fall into like one of those two categories. They like set super unrealistic goals. They're, they haven't worked out in years. And then they're like, I'm going to go to the gym every single day for three hours a day. And I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in the next three months. It's like, uh, that's not really Yikes. like, that's not <laughs> achievable. That's not really realistic. That's not a really good goal to have because I, I love like, I love the determination and, and you like saying, I'm going to just do it. But at the same time, if you set that goal, you get a week into it and realize this is not sustainable. Or and you get to the three months and you're not even close to that 100-pound goal. Yeah. It's like and that's you get just a little dis- unmotivated. Right, you get discouraged. Yeah, so exactly. that's the one extreme. The other extreme is just saying, um, hey, this is this is like an achievable goal, but it's not really ambitious at all. You're like, okay, I want to lose maybe three pounds in the next two months and um, – and maybe work up to uh, like walking half a mile or something. Yeah. Um, I guess for some people, I don't want to just put anyone down. For some people, that might be a really huge win. Yeah. So, so I don't want to take it away from that. I'm just using this as an example, just off the top of my head. But um, that's that's what I would say is like really achievable, but not really ambitious, and not really like pushing yourself. We're, we're all so on different levels of uh, our fitness levels. So yeah. it's like that can be very. Very difficult for some people. Yeah, but but you kind of want to whatever it is for you. You want to find a, a careful balance be- between uh, setting achievable goals, but also being like ambitious and really kind of pushing uh, yourself as far as you can possibly go. And I think that's really important because uh, so many people tend to just be um, just be comfortable in their like health and fitness goals. They're like they're like. It, they're comfortable enough that they don't need to change. <clears throat> and that happens in, in your relationships, in, in uh, your career, and other stuff. And I feel like so many people get caught in that trap where they're yeah. just like, I'm going to just – I'm doing this even though I, I don't really feel great about my progress. I don't really feel great about where I'm at in life. And, um, and they're just kind of like stuck on a Go, treadmill. Going through the motion. That's pretty much <clears throat> what exactly. it is. Yeah. yeah. 
And, uh, and so we kind of want to push you guys out of that if that's kind of where you've been, um, been kind of hiding out and, uh, and really push you to set uh, some ambitious goals. Uh, particularly when it comes to fitness, but um, this podcast can really be applicable to really any area of your life. So uh, we hope that you find a ton of value out of this. Uh, we're going to be focusing on four uh, parts of, of this goal setting process. So there are four parts uh, to really setting and achieving uh, ambitious goals, and, um, and that's what we're going to cover in this podcast. So the first part is being ambitious, uh, but also being really kind of specific in setting your goals. So we want to set goals that really push us to achieve something more. We want to set goals that really um, that make us feel great, and if, if we achieve them, we will uh, we'll feel amazing about our progress. You should and, be fired up about them. Yeah, you should be, exactly, you should be fired up about these goals. Uh, so that's, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about ambitious. Uh, but we also want to be really specific, like um, saying, I want to get into the best shape of my life. Like, that, that's ambitious, but it's not really specific. Yeah. So you, you want to be ambitious, but you also want to be specific. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is really ensuring that you can measure your progress. Uh, now, this uh, really ties in with being specific uh, because we want to kind of put some numbers behind uh, this goal, like whether it's the number of pounds you want to lose in terms of uh, like weight loss or number of pounds you want to gain in terms of lean muscle mass or uh, the the time that you want to hit for a half marathon three months down the road or the percentage of body fat that you want to shave off over the next three months, whatever it is, uh, we want to put some numbers behind that. We want to have a way of tracking your progress. So that's part two. Part three is um, figuring out how to give yourself a deadline. So I love this one. I cannot wait to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> so we can, we can have like the most ambitious, specific goals ever, but if there's no deadline, uh, it might take you years and years to achieve yeah. it. And, uh, and maybe that, and maybe a year or two years or five years, maybe that becomes never. And, uh, and that's really, uh, that, that can be pretty scary. So we want to put, uh, give ourselves a deadline and hold ourselves accountable to, um, actually achieving our goals in a defined, uh, period of time. So that's number three. Number four is building a plan of action. So in steps one through three, you've created specific, ambitious, measurable goals with a deadline, but now we want to really build a plan of action and actually make that happen. So you've got the goal, but how are you actually going to achieve it? That's number four. So with that being said, let's jump into part one and talk about that in more detail. So this part one is being ambitious and specific in setting your goals. Now, the first part we're going to talk about is being ambitious. Um, so what, what we can or cannot do, what we consider to be possible or impossible is rarely a function of our true capability. It's more likely a function of our beliefs about who we are, about what we think is actually a achievable in our lives. And we all have certain ideas about what's possible in our lives. We're, we have ideas about what we're capable of accomplishing. 
and that's based on what other people tell us is possible or based on what other people uh, tell us we can or cannot do or based on our past history of being able to um, achieve goals or maybe we haven't achieved the goals we want to achieve. So all of these inputs kind of um, uh, kind of come into our minds and, and really tell us what what is possible and, and not possible for us. Um, but, but, um, but whether you're talking about your health and fitness or your career or your relationships or whatever, whatever you're talking about in life, I know one thing for a fact, and that's the fact that you have another level. We all do. We (laughs) all have another level. Okay. Like I, I feel pretty good about my fitness progress and I'm sure you do too. Uh, but I know I have another level. Like I'm I'm actually a pretty far ways away from really where I want to be in terms of my fitness, my health and fitness. So it's like, it's kind of like always, uh, it's, it's, I always know, regardless of where I'm at in life, I always know I have another level. Once I get, once I achieve my goals that I thought weren't possible, then I'm like, oh wow, like so much more is actually possible. The more and more that I achieve, whether it's in health and fitness or um, in our business or in my relationships, uh, whatever I achieve, achieving the, those milestones and those goals makes me realize that there's so much more that's possible. Oh, yeah. I don't get to that point and just stand on the top of the mountain and start like fist pump fist pumping the air like i'm i'm saying to myself like wow like i realized once i got to the top of the mountain i hadn't seen the the higher peak the bigger peak that was actually side. behind the mountain it's yeah. like there's always another level and um and i think that's i think that's a really important in in my point of view i think that's a really important way of approaching life it's um it's not the fact that you're like constantly unsatisfied with where you're at. That's not the point at all. The point is I'm, I'm proud of what I achieved, but I'm not satisfied because I know that I have another level and, um, I'm, I feel good about what I've accomplished. I'm proud of that. The the feeling that you get from accomplishing something, you want that same feeling of something higher. Okay. And we just work towards something even better. Yeah. It gives you, once you get a taste of success, you're like, it is. Wow. Like I need some more of this. Yeah. (laughs) It it can become addicting, but we want to, um, I understand that not everyone is kind of wired exactly in that way, but regardless of who you are, you do have another level. And if you're listening to this podcast, especially if you've been listening to this podcast on a regular basis, um, you definitely have another level and you definitely understand that, um, that you want to achieve that. Like you have the goal of taking things to the next level. So, um, one kudos to you for that. I hope you have that mentality. Uh, you probably do if you listen to this podcast, but, um, that's really where we want to get to. Um, it's, it's something that you can grow too. Okay. Like it certainly, I, is. I, I was not that's at a, really a point, point in my life a few years ago where I was like, I I can achieve that, and I don't know if I can achieve that. I don't know if I want to work towards that. And uh, I'm specifically talking about competing, okay? It's like I was at a point where, okay, I have this physique. I don't think I can ever be there, but I want to push myself and see if I can get there. And then I got there, and now I want to get to that next level. You right. know, it's, it's, it's a process. Yeah. And uh, it, it is the such a life 
changing process as, as yeah. you go on. You learn so much about yourself, and it's the coolest thing. I think it's the coolest thing ever, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I think lots of people who don't think that way are just kind of just kind of talk themselves out of that because they don't have the uh, they don't have the self confidence for whatever reason. It's yeah. like they haven't been able to establish that in their lives, or maybe someone else has kind of um, has really kind of like beaten them down mentally and, right. and kind of like taken away their self confidence and stuff. And I think that's a tragedy. But if you're if you're there and feeling like you just want to be comfortable and not really reach for the next point. Um, I think I think that's I think that's a little sad. I think the next point is really uh, pushing pushing the bounds of what you think is possible and and being really ambitious and setting goals and and trying to take your life to the next level. I think that's um, I think that's a really honorable pursuit, and I think that's really something that everyone should um, should do in their lives. I, I think something that holds them back is the the thought of failure because we yeah. all hate failing, right? Yeah, and uh, if if that's the way that you look at things and you're afraid to fail and you, you don't think that you can accomplish that, I, I think the best way of starting is like small little challenges, okay? Like challenge yourself to this point where you know that, okay, I know I can com- uh, complete this, but I haven't done this in X amount of years. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. You complete that and then start the ball starts rolling, okay? Like then you can start exactly. setting those higher and higher levels. And then that is what's going to get you started. We're not saying – like, okay, I'm going to go be on Mr. Olympia next year. Like, right. no, that's not going to happen, okay? Like, well, that's yes, why we want to be yes, realistic. Yes, that's ambitious, right? right? But, it's yeah, it's not realistic. So it's like baby steps, okay? Like what we learned when we were a baby, right? It's like it's that momentum yeah. is the same thing, okay? Yeah, speaking of being a baby, it's like all babies are wired for failure. It's like yeah. they, they'll they keep crawling and keep crawling until they're like, you know what? Like, screw the floor. I'm stuck of being <laughs> I'm I'm sick of being stuck. I can't down believe here. we just brought this up. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna like try to get up yeah. and just start walking. And they just do that. It's not like it's not like you communicate with your baby and say, Okay, now now little Edward, it's time to start walking. <laughs> uh, we we don't do that. It's just like Babies know, like, okay, now it's time to just, like, reach that next level. Yeah. Um, and then they start failing. I think this like, is the coolest thing ever. They, they get up and they start – they take a step and then they fall yeah. over and they hit their head. And then they do it again a thousand times. Yeah. And then – And then they're running around. And then, yeah, a few months later they're, like, running around and you're like, oh, man, I wish that, that baby was crawling again. <laughs> yeah. but, but the point is this. It's like uh, we are all, like, programmed to uh, just – kind of like reach the next level. We're all programmed to um, kind of like push through failure and just accept that failure is part of the growth process. So I think um, I think that's something that we tend to lose uh, through um, kind of our adolescence and teenage years and into adulthood. That's something that slowly starts deteriorating in our life. And we're just, most of us are just like comfortable. Yeah. Uh, we just like get into this little box where we're comfortable. We're not really happy. We're not really feeling great about our progress or where we're at in life, but we're comfortable enough to not push outside of that box and be ready to accept failure and ready to accept rejection and ready to accept critique from other yeah. people in the pursuit of something greater. So, and I, uh, hands down, I think it's the, 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 feeling of being a failure you know yeah. it's like I, that scares me you know yeah it's but it's something that i'm willing to stick my neck out for yeah and uh it's it's something yeah you just need to slowly work your way up yeah that's what it is 
Yeah, I, I, um, I can legitimately say I'm at the point where I am, I. Uh, pretty comfortable with failure. Like there are some things that, that annoy me, some things that, that, uh, that I, I don't, I don't enjoy like losing. Well, I never really enjoy losing, but I'm, <laughs> I, ex- I've accepted that failure is part right. of the process and I can live with that. And if something doesn't go right, I might, I might get annoyed. I might get angry, but I eventually come around and realize, okay, you know what? This was part, this is a stepping stone. And and now that this happened, like I realize there is, um, I can still make this happen. But that that thing that I tried wasn't the way of doing it. I need to do it slightly different. And um, and then I eventually, even if I have to do that twenty times, like I'll eventually right. find the right path and achieve kind of the next step. I, I kind of bring this up with people. It's like uh, I tell people I love failing on squats. Okay. And I love failing on squats just because that shows me where my limit is. Yeah, and uh, that yeah, you may- have a very defined limit, and as I'm, as long as exactly. you're there mentally, because exactly. you can have an off day mentally or an off day even physically, but for the most part, you can know what your limits are in lifting. Yeah, and when you know that limit, uh, and you you've uh, you've completed things in the past, and you've built up that somewhat of that confidence of like, okay, I'm failing. I know uh, I'm ready to progress myself. That makes you so much hungrier when you know where that limit is. You're like, I'm going to burst through that. Yeah. Like I'm going to do everything it takes to get past that number. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's just a really, really fun process. It is. (laughs) Yeah. The, the growth process is really enjoyable. It's like, it's, um, it's a competition Yeah, and I love competition. Uh, and you're competing against yourself. You're competing against the, the status quo, what everyone says is possible for you. And um, and I just I love that. And yeah. so don't be afraid of failure. Accept it and grow from it. Yeah, exactly. And so basically, I uh, setting ambitious goals and pushing to the next level is super important. And if you're not happy with where you are currently, if you don't feel like you have meaning in your life, if you if you literally like despise going into work every day, if you aren't really, uh, if you don't like where you're at right now uh, with your current condition of your health and fitness, if those things are not right in your life, then something needs to change. Can you can you project like the next? I don't know how old you are, but can you project the next few decades or next 50 years, 70 years or 20 years or whatever? Can you project like the the rest of your life and say like, if I keep doing exactly what I'm doing now and just this is the rest of my life, like, am I okay with that? Yeah. Because, because if you are not okay with spending the rest of your life where you're at, then you have to reach for another goal. Exactly. You have to reach for another level or you're going to die with regrets. You're going to die with, without feeling fulfilled, without feeling like you really gave your all in life. So if you, if you keep doing what you've been doing, then you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. And if you set the same goals again and again and you implement the same strategy to achieve them again and again with zero results, then you need to change something. It's... um. It's like that Einstein quote where he says, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So it's, freaking true. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cliche, but for a good reason, because it's true. Yeah. So, so don't set the same goals again and again and expect a different result. If you keep setting like New Year's resolutions and saying, okay, this year, 
2019, this is going to be my year. I'm actually going to be different. If you've done that the last 20 years, guess what? 2019 is going to be the same story. Unless you change something, unless you make really ambitious goals, unless you make specific goals, you give yourself a deadline and you start really working on yourself. And we think that it really starts with health and fitness. That's why we love fitness so much because it's really – we see it as being a catalyst for life change. Like that's where life change starts, in my opinion. That's where it started for us. And I've seen that that work for so many other people. Every single one and of I, our clients. Every yeah. single person we've ever told, like elaborated on and like told them like this is exactly what you need to do and this will happen. It has happened. Yeah. Okay. You get your fitness right. You get your health right. And then guess what? The rest of your life starts transforming. It might be a really uncomfortable process. It might be really a huge struggle. You might have lots of other people around you, uh, like bashing you and saying like, this isn't, this isn't good. Like just, they're trying to, that's not normal. They're trying, exactly. (laughs) They're trying to confine you back to that box of, of comfortable, like, uh, of, of being comfortable in that box and, and just like trying to contain you. And then when you try to burst out of that and, and say like, no, I'm going to actually go and achieve these things that I want to achieve. That's when you're, uh, really, uh, you're welcoming like critique and, and stuff into your life. And you have to kind of be okay with that. But at, at the same time, you kind of want to, uh, try to surround yourself with as much positivity as possible. Yeah. Um, and as, as many people as, as you can, who are like really kind of on the same page as you. Uh, so that's really important. And that's, that's the whole reason why setting ambitious goals is so important. So, um, I hope that that in some way kind of inspired you to push for the next, uh, to realize that you need to push to that next level. Uh, but let's get a little, let's, let's jump down a little bit more into, uh, kind of like setting specific goals. So we've got, We've, we understand the reason for setting ambitious goals now. Uh, we don't want to be comfortable. We want to push ourselves to the next level. Uh, but let's get really specific and, and really kind of uh, drill down on the exact kind of goals that we want to create in our lives. So we hear all the time people saying things like, I want to get healthy or or this is probably the worst offender. I want to lose weight. <laughs> or even do, some do we have people to explain say, this again? <laughs> yeah, or some people even say like, I want to build muscle or something like that. All of those, those goals are way too general. Yeah. Uh, this is obvious, but you're, so you're, many people, your mind's in the right place, but you just don't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah. You're, you realize a need to change, which is certainly a first step, but, uh, but there's really no ambition behind those goals. Or, or very little ambition, and there's really no uh, specificity behind those goals. Like, like I want to lose weight, okay? Uh, then you go out and you lose a pound in the next year. Go chop you've your accomplished, arm off. You've accomplished <laughs> your goal. <laughs> well, that's a little extreme, but uh, you lose a pound of fat in the next year, you've accomplished your goal. Yeah. So kudos to you. Do you feel good? <laughs> no. No, you probably don't. Uh, so let's get really specific and talk about um, and, and really drill these goals down. Uh, so if you've been setting these kind of goals in the past, uh, then I, I'd be willing to bet that you have not gotten the results that you're looking for. Um, so we, as I said, we hear people say all the time, I want to get healthy. I'm going to lose weight, but they take zero action to actually make that happen because 
there's no there's no specific goals. There's no yeah. specific plan because there are no specific goals to base that plan off of. The, the, the really are, the really cool thing is uh, for all the people I've talked to that have provided this answer. Uh, and you help them narrow it down and you actually really make it specific and like you ask them the questions, they leave that conversation with a whole new mindset. That know? is it is really cool. And yeah. it's and it has to be it it could be only a five minute conversation. That's it. And then once you once you like rewire them to think like, okay, what am I going to achieve? And 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 then that sets them in a different path and not just the the uh, the path to losing weight, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's it is so cool how really thinking about specific goals can change everything for you. Yeah, exactly. And if if you believe that um, that your goal is important, if you believe that you need to make this change in your life, then you need to set really specific goals to have a much higher chance of succeeding in achieving those goals. So. I kind of want to break this section down into two parts. Um, there's there's the first part that's uh, that's kind of like important, like why does this matter to you? And then there's a the second part that's um, uh, is this attainable? So uh, there are kind of different layers of goal setting because we have we have we were talking about ambitious setting like ambitious goals before, and now we're talking about being specific with your goals. Um, but when we're being specific about our goals, like we want to be sure that our goals are aligned with what we really want to accomplish in life, that they're yeah. important to us. And then we also want to be sure that they're attainable. So we want to get really specific, but they should be aligned with our vision for our lives and they should also be attainable. So, um, so important when we're talking about the importance of a particular goal, why does this matter to you? Uh, without without really understanding uh, the why uh, behind your goals, like the motivation behind your goals, um, how can your efforts towards achieving that goal actually matter? You really need to, need to anchor your goals in a why, kind of like a a reason behind your goals. It's like you want to lose. Uh, okay, you want to lose weight. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about like how much weight you want to lose, and we want to be pretty ambitious with that. But yeah. why do you want to lose weight? And, um, and your answer might be like, oh, I've been overweight my entire life and I'm just sick of, uh, people looking at me or I'm sick of not being able to, uh, to do my, uh, to, to like go through life and not being, be uncomfortable. Like maybe you sit on an airplane seat and it's too tight or, or something. Go to the beach or go to the beach and you don't want to take your shirt off yeah. or something. Uh, okay. But why? And then you just kind of like drill down, you keep drilling down, and then we get to the point where you're like, uh, because I just want to feel loved and I want people to, uh, to see me and, and, um, and, and like be appreciated. And I don't feel like I have that in my life right now, and I feel like I need to get my health and fitness in order to um, actually get to that point. So maybe that's your why, and that, that would be awesome. But we want to get crystal clear on your why because uh, – when your goals actually really resonate with a why, a really a driving purpose behind your goals, you might stumble in, in achieving those goals. You might even fall, but you cannot, you will not fail if you have aligned your goals very tightly with, uh, with a why behind, uh, behind the goals. So that's and, what and we're that's talking about that, when it's that, important. That why just continuously motivates you through yeah. that whole process. It doesn't matter if you're uh, you have a slight fallback, or if you leap forward. 
towards that goal, it's like that 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 why is going to keep you on track and motivated to achieve that. Exactly. And so, uh, I think it's something that's really like you need to like. I don't want to sh- sound cliche with this, but like you need to feel it in your heart. Like if like feeling it in a heart that why is like like you should feel that like I need to achieve this. Yeah. You know? And um, that, that's what we, we feel when we, we're doing this stuff for the business, you know? It's yeah. like, that's our why. Like, we want to help so many people. Right. So Yeah, we say all the time, like, our, our goal is to, to help one million vegans get into the best shape of our lives. Why do we do that? Because we want to bring veganism to the world. We want to prove to the exactly. world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses. Because we know that if we get to that point where people are no longer saying, where do you get your protein? And they're instead saying, oh my goodness, how are you so super fit? Yeah. Once they get to that point, they're like, okay, well, maybe I'm kind of interested in learning more about veganism. And that's how it spreads. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's our why. Like we want to bring veganism to the world. That's why we do all of what we do. It's for that reason. So what is your why in achieving your fitness goals? Uh, we really want to get these aligned uh, with your goals and make sure that um, – that you're not heading in a direction that's not really that's not in line with your with your with your why, um, and why could kind of be interchanged with uh, with motivation. Exactly. Like, what is your yeah. motivation to do this? So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about why. Uh, so, what is your motivation? And and when we're talking about like what's important and what you actually want to achieve, um, a question that I love asking is this. How do you want your body to look like and feel like six months down the road? Like, or, or a year down the road, or three months down the road, or five years down the road? How do you want your body to look and feel six months down the road? And uh, maybe in other areas of your life, you can say, uh, like if you're talking about um, kind of uh, your relationships or kind of your community, like um, how do you want to live? Like where do you want to live? Uh, what do you want your life to look like? Like what do you want your career to look like for you to be super happy and fulfilled every single day going into work and actually enjoying like the process of working and building something that really is meaningful to you? Yeah. So you can apply this to really any area of your life, but specifically how would transforming your health and fitness um really kind of like affect affect your life affect other areas of your life i uh, like we think as i said before like fitness is a catalyst for life change so uh you can and we're look- not just saying that like you said earlier life we've literally lived that yeah and we we've found like uh we were both striving for confidence in the beginning yeah. right and once you start, we started lifting that started coming with it and, uh, it just exploded from there. You exactly. Know? And it's the, it is the coolest feeling ever when you know that you're progressing in the right direction. Right. So yeah, you want, you want, um, you want to be really like, uh, you want to make sure that your goals are really important and really aligned with, uh, with your motivation, your why and stuff. Um, and then we also want to, uh, to be sure that it's attainable, uh, that your goals are attainable. So we're going to dive a little deeper uh, and start talking about like what's really attainable when we're talking about health and fitness. Uh, so most people want to shred fat. They want to they want to lose fat and they want to gain more muscle or get ripped or get toned or something, which generally means gaining a little more muscle, gaining a little more strength um, and and shredding fat. So most people kind of want to do both of those things, shred fat and build muscle. But really only p- 
people who are completely new to weightlifting or people that have a lot of fat to lose from the beginning can actually accomplish both of those things at the same time. Um, so if you're, if you're relatively in shape or uh, you've been working out for uh, a year or, or more than that, um, then doing both of those things at the same time is not uh, is not very easy and it's not really um, it's it's not exactly achievable. Uh, and there I are totally wish of, it was though. <laughs> yeah, there are lots of factors at play, uh, but um, as kind of like a sweeping statement, uh, you can't really shred fat and build muscle at the same time. So um, the reason for this is pretty simple. Um, because doing that actually violates the basic principles of body composition. So uh, you need to be in a caloric deficit to shred fat. You need to be eating less calories every day than you burn. And you need to be in a caloric surplus to build muscle. You, you need to be eating more calories every day than you burn. Uh, so you can't both be in a caloric surplus and a caloric deficit at the same time, <laughs> which is why you can't really do those two things at the same time. Um, and even if you can do them at the same time, even if you're a newbie weightlifter, or even if you have a lot of fat to lose, you can't necessarily do both, um, uh, at the same time, like really, uh, in easily, like it's not efficiently, it's yeah. efficiently. that's yeah. the word I was looking for. <laughs> you can't really do both efficiently. So you kind of have to pick one and, um, and since you really can't build muscle and, and lose fat at the same time, uh, you kind of need to juggle between periods of shredding and periods of bulking. Or uh, that just means shredding is, is losing fat and bulking is just building muscle. So, uh, so that way you can actually stay fairly lean year round. You can kind of switch between bulking and cutting and bulking and cutting. Um, now, if you're happy with where you currently are, um, like you're happy with your current physique or you just want to lose a few pounds of fat and then just kind of maintain, then that's kind of a, a different, a, a different approach, a different story. But, uh, most people want to kind of like radically transform their bodies and that's, that's done most efficiently by, uh, shredding fat and then building muscle and then shredding fat and building muscle kind of like, uh, uh an iterative process between the two, between those two, uh, parts. So, you're going to really, um, uh, you're going to feel better if you stay kind of lean and you're not like dirty bulking and, and eating like tons of food and, oh, and building muscle. It's the worst stuff. feeling ever, guys. Please right. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's also pretty efficient to stay at uh, lower body fat percentages because um, high body fat levels actually uh, reduce insulin sensitivity, which actually uh, really suppresses uh, muscle protein synthesis, which is uh, basically... The uh, the is basically hypertrophy. It's a muscle growth process, and high body fat levels also create imbalances in hormone levels, which cause your testosterone levels to drop and estrogen levels to rise. Um, and that can be an issue for both men and women uh, if you have serious fitness goals. So uh, that's kind of like the why behind why it's good to maintain a low body fat percentage, and why you also kind of have to uh, both uh, shred and and build muscle and kind of uh, switch off between the two. Um, but we're going to kind of give you a rule of thumb to uh, tell you which one you should be doing and when. So uh, for males. If you are over 15% body fat, then you should cut down to about 8 to 10% body fat. 
um, to to shred down, and then uh, you can once you're under 10% body fat, you can then lean bulk uh, back up to about 15% body fat. So um, you're in a caloric deficit to shred from over 15% body fat down to like 8 to 10% body fat, and then you're in a caloric surplus to uh, go from under 10% body fat up to about 15% body fat. And then you kind of just um, you switch off from one to the other. Now, uh, as I said before, there is a difference between uh, lean bulking and dirty bulking. Uh, so you do want to maintain a slight caloric surplus of about five to ten percent. You don't want to go crazy and eat uh, and eat everything around you. We, we've both done that. <laughs> yeah, we certainly have. Um, so for females who are over 25% body fat, we recommend that you first cut down to about 18 to 20% body fat, uh, before beginning to build lean muscle and start to lean bulk. Uh, so if you're already under 20% body fat, then you can start to, uh, work on building lean vegan muscle and focus more on bulking. Um, and then you can just, uh, switch off between bulking and shredding as you kind of go up and down in body fat. So that's optimal if you want to put on, uh, lean muscle and, uh, really take your physique to the next level. Um, so when you're cutting, uh, you can expect or cutting is just uh, fat loss. So when you're losing fat, you can expect to lose about uh, 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week. Uh, so as an example, if you are um, 130 pounds or 59 kilograms, uh, that means that you can lose about uh, 0.7 to 1.3 pounds per week. And if you are 180 pounds or 82 kilograms, that means that you should be able to lose about 0.9 to 1.8 pounds per week. And if you are uh, 220 pounds or 100 kilograms, that means that you should be able to lose about 1.1 to 2.2 pounds per week. So we covered fat loss in a lot of detail on a previous episode, uh, episode four to be exact. So if you want more imp- information on how to lose fat, uh, then you should go check that podcast episode out. Uh, now, bulking is a little trickier to predict, um, as, but regardless of your training experience, to gain muscle efficiently, as we said before, you need to be in a caloric surplus, um, and that's really required. Uh, but the, the milder the caloric surplus, the lower the caloric surplus, the less fat you will gain while bulking, um, and we recommend somewhere around a 5 to 10% caloric surplus. Um, but while we want to minimize fat gain, if our goal is to build muscle, if our goal is to bulk, then we probably care more about the rate at which we can put on muscle. So even if you gain some fat on the side, which is pretty much inevitable if you're following a caloric surplus, um, then that's that's okay. But we really want to focus on uh, building muscle and focusing on how much muscle we can actually build. So when it comes to building muscle, here is the truth. Everyone has a pretty hard limit on how much muscle they can actually gain. Um, And the longer that you've been training properly, and properly is a really important uh, word to distinguish, the less muscle you're going to be able to gain. So it's really kind of impossible to predict exactly Uh, But according to several research-backed formulas, here's kind of what you can expect. Uh, In your first year of proper training, again, proper is a very important word to distinguish, (laughs) (laughs) men can gain about 20 to 25 pounds of muscle, um, about 2 pounds per month. 
Um, again, that's in your first year of proper training. Um, and that is also assuming proper nutrition. You've got your nutrition dialed in. You have your training dialed in. If you are in your first year of proper training and proper nutrition, as a male, you can expect to gain 20 to 25 pounds of muscle. So I know that's a lot, and maybe you haven't achieved that. Maybe you've done a little bit more, uh, but that's kind of what you can expect. take me back to year one, please. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, Now, women can expect to gain approximately half of that, about one pound per month or somewhere on the order of 12 pounds per year um, of, of muscle. And I know most women, they're like, I don't want to get bulky. I know that. And you're not going to get bulky if you start building muscle. In fact, um, most women uh, tend to see like fitness models. Like, yeah. I mean, same thing with guys, male or female. You'll see like fitness models and you'll say, wow, they have an amazing physique. And then you realize, wow, I would actually need to gain like 40 pounds of muscle to, yeah. <laughs> to have that same physique. Uh, but it looks really good on them and you think it looks really good, but the idea of maybe gaining muscle, gaining some weight kind of scares you. Uh, but it's really, the point is to get to the next level in your physique and that's actually a step forward. Uh, you don't need to focus on like being skinny or something like, um, like being fit is, is sexy. Like being skinny, skinny is not really like, um, it's, it's not really kind of, most people don't actually want to be skinny. They'll say they want to be skinny, but they, they want to be probably... toned. Okay, and right. to be toned, you need muscle. Yeah, uh, it's, if you're just yeah, if you just shred fat and you have no muscle, you're going to look kind of sick. You yeah. know, it's like you you need that mu- muscle to uh, look healthier. Yeah. <laughs> well, we tend to. I love using the word ripped uh, because it's kind of like next level toned. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're like at a lower body fat percentage than someone who's toned. It just means that you're like more muscular, more. Uh, you just look more fit, and it's um. Uh, it's kind of like a superhero physique. Yeah. So uh, whether we're talking about Wonder Woman or Superman, it's like that's that's what I see as being like ripped. And that's kind of like what I want to strive for. And if that's what you want to strive for as well, then you're going to need to gain some muscle. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, as I was saying, women Besides, can ex- moving weights is so much fun anyway. So <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It's way better than just hanging out on the treadmill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so women can expect to gain approximately half of that, about one pound per month in their first year of proper training and proper nutrition. Now in your second year of proper training, men can expect to gain about 12 to Uh, about 10 to 12 pounds of muscle, about one pound per month. And women can expect to gain some, uh, somewhere on the order of about half of that. Uh, so about half a pound per month of muscle. Um, now that's in your second year of proper training. So take your first year very seriously, guys (laughs) and gals. Come on. Right. (laughs) And, and even if you've messed up like the first few years, like you can make up those gains later by dialing in your nutrition and training plan. But, uh, but yeah, it's better to get that uh, going right from the start <laughs> because you can make pretty rapid progress and feel really good and stay motivated and feel encouraged about your progress. And that helps immensely oh, yeah. in making this a sustainable lifestyle, which is ultimately our goal. So um, so yeah, just like really focus in on dialing in on your uh, nutrition and training. Now, in your third year of proper training <clears> – <throat> Men can expect to gain about five to six pounds, um, about half a pound per month. So you'll notice that we're kind of like 
uh, we're we're cutting the gains in half in every half, single year, like half. <laughs> yeah, it's so depressing to actually like right. talk about. <laughs> right, and that's I mean that's realistic. Like honors and I have been training for about ten years uh, each, which means that we're uh, we're hanging we're out on the lower end of that spectrum. <laughs> we're on the way low end of the spectrum. We won't even talk about where we're at because uh, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> But anyways, in your third year of proper training and proper nutrition, men can expect to gain about five to six pounds, um, about half a pound per month. And, uh, and again, women can expect to gain approximately half of that, uh, so about a quarter of a pound per month in uh, lean muscle mass. So in, in years four uh, and beyond, years four, five, six, ten, twenty, whatever – um, assuming that you're doing everything right, uh, your training and nutrition are super dialed in, um, and you are a natural weightlifter, which is a really important dis- uh, <laughs> thing to distinguish. Emphasis on natural. <laughs> natural. You're not using uh, performance-enhancing drugs like steroids. Um, if that's you and you're tra- you've been training for four-plus years as a natural weightlifter with proper nutrition and proper training – you can expect to gain about two to three pounds of muscle per year. Um, and that still kind of has a drop off as you continue to go. Like you can't do that uh, in your until 40. you're age 95. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like that's yeah, you have uh, you definitely have a peak. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that's about what you can expect. Um, I'd say four years, four, five, six, seven. Um, and I'd say it kind of trails off after that. But um, women can expect to gain about one or maybe two pounds of muscle per year um, in years four plus. So um, obviously these numbers are approximate. Like yeah. you can't – everyone is different. Everyone has a hey, different Leif physique. said this and it didn't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Leif said I'd gain 25 pounds of muscle in my first year and I only gained 21. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so obviously like these numbers are approximate. Uh, we can't – we don't know exactly how much muscle you can build. Um, and everyone's a little bit different. And if your training plan is just a little off or your nutrition plan is just a little bit off, it makes a huge, huge difference. It does make a huge difference. So, um, obviously your starting age plays a role. Uh, your starting weight, your height, they all play a huge role. Um, so if you're starting at 40 years old, you're likely going to gain less muscle over time than someone who starts at the age 20. Like that's just... That's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's basic biology, and that's that's uh, that's what happens as you age. But um, and someone who is really skinny when they're first starting off can probably gain more muscle uh, more quickly than someone who's starting at a normal weight. Like I started when I was really skinny. I was yeah. I was 130 pounds, standing five eleven. Uh, so I was a stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to put muscle onto a stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it can, it, lots of people will say like, uh, like, oh, I'm a hard gainer or something. And I probably would have said the same thing if I had known what that was. But, um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's really true. I think, um, and I don't, if you're in that position and you're feeling really frustrated, um, I really think that something's wrong with your nutrition or training plan. Like something is just not right. 
Um, and maybe a, a small percentage of people actually have like a metabolic disorder that really um, that really does not allow them to uh, to gain weight or or they just keep gaining weight and they have trouble losing weight. Uh, there are some kind of disorders like that, some diseases like that, but that's extremely rare. Um, yeah. And and uh, so don't don't convince yourself, oh, I'm a hard gainer, so there's no point. Uh, you might have trouble building muscle, but it's because you don't have the right strategy. And that's exactly where I was. So, uh, that's <laughs> so exactly I that where I was. <laughs> and we've both been uh, kind of overweight too. So, uh, so we've been on both sides of the spectrum, uh, not all the way on the overweight side of the spectrum. But I was, I was more on that side than you were. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely more on that side. But anyways, we've kind of seen both ends and we realized like, um, like these numbers are approximate and everyone's at a different spot. So... Uh, we just are telling you these uh, numbers uh, because, one, they're backed by research, and uh, two, they uh, just kind of provide an idea of what's possible. So so you don't go into your first year thinking, oh, I want to gain 50 pounds of muscle. Uh, and you don't go into your, a little bit. <laughs> and, and so you don't go into your fifth year thinking that you're going to build 20 pounds of muscle. You know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's, it's just like you need to know that you're going to start tapering off. And that's that's the, the whole idea behind this. Right. So, so now you kind of know like how much uh, weight you can lose, like how much body fat you can cut and how quickly you can do that. You also know uh, approximately how much um, muscle you can build uh, depending on where you are currently in your uh, fitness journey. Um, so, uh, and again, these numbers are for natural weightlifters. Steroids completely change the game. Like, yeah, it's what, not, what's it do? Like three X those numbers? <laughs> well, yeah, I I don't know exactly, but it's um it's probably probably is kind of close to that. <laughs> uh, that would be so, insane. So these these numbers are for natural weightlifters. So if you're not taking steroids, like uh, then these numbers will be applicable to you. And if you are, um. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but you're, you can do way more than this. So, um, and that's not at all suggesting that, uh, that you should ever consider don't ever doing do drugs, but, um, but yeah, that's the, I just wanted to clarify, like this is for natural weightlifters. So if you see someone who's like three Xing these numbers, uh, be suspicious. <laughs> so, okay. Anyways, um, so for uh, for natural weightlifters, um, muscle gain after kind of your first five years of proper training and dieting um, is pretty negligible. Uh, that's where we are currently. And uh, yeah, it's a slow process. It's like you can build more strength uh, because you're learning how to recruit your muscles in a more efficient yeah. process. You're learning how to dial in your form and really um, move weight in a way that's really um, uh, like – uh, biomechanically uh, efficient, but right. it doesn't mean that you're gaining tons of tons of right. uh, muscle. <laughs> like just because I increased my squat by a hundred pounds, it doesn't mean that I that I gained twenty pounds of muscle to do that. If, uh, if only, <laughs> yeah, if only. Uh, so so that's um. Uh, so if you do want more information on proper training, uh, you can go check out episode 13 um, of the podcast, or you can check out episode 22 for more information on uh, proper nutrition. We talk a lot about macros, uh, which is short for macronutrients, and we talk about flexible dieting, uh, which is basically the uh, the eating approach that we use to uh, really transform our body composition, whether we yeah. want to build muscle or shred fat. So... 
With all of this being said, I know we're still on step one, and this has been a really long step one, but this is the most <laughs> important step. Like We want to get really dialed in on our, on our goals, be ambitious and specific. So with all of this being said, what exactly do you want to accomplish? Um, it's really, really important for you to figure this out. Um, because as the saying goes, I'm sure you've heard this, if you don't know where you're going, any road is going to get you there. And it's so true because uh, you need to you need to have direction uh, with your fitness goals or guess what? You're not going to get the results that you're aiming to achieve. Right. It's that simple. So um, so the second part of all of this is that, uh, that you measure your progress, that you can measure your progress. Uh, so this is step two of, um, of those four steps we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. So be sure that you can measure your progress. Um, now, what exactly are you going to be measuring? It's, it depends on what your goals are. Like, yeah. we can't tell you what to measure uh, because not everyone has the same goals. Um, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, like, your goal might be to, uh, to run a marathon in less than two uh, – not two hours, a half marathon in less than two hours. <laughs> um, yeah, if you were planning to run a marathon less than two hours, you'd be a world record holder and you wouldn't be listening to me for marathon <laughs> training advice. Um, so anyways, uh, that's um, – yeah, so if your goal is to do a half marathon in less than two hours, like – uh, that's, that's an awesome goal, but then we shouldn't be talking about like your body weight necessarily. Right. So, uh, the numbers depend on your exact goals. Um, but here are some examples of different goal, uh, different numbers that you might track. Um, so yeah, maybe running time, uh, maybe you track your body weight, uh, maybe you track your body fat percentage, uh, maybe you track your lifting numbers, uh, like things like your squat, your bench press, your deadlift. Those are all numbers that are really good to form as kind of like a basis. Uh, you can also take progress pictures yeah. um, in the mirror and you just take them with the same lighting, um, kind of the same like poses and stuff. Same and time you can of track, day, uh, no food in your stomach kind of day. thing. <laughs> and you can just track those over time as well. So that's another way of measuring your progress. Um, and it's really important to do this because – Making your goal measure, making your goals measurable means that you really need to add a number. Like you can't measure something that's not a number. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, you can measure like like changes in your actual physique by taking progress pictures, but you're not going to really uh, be able to um, track progress if you don't have uh, a number, or you're not going to like definitively track progress if you don't have a number. So. Um, how are you going to track your progress, uh, to know, um, and, and how are you really going to know if you've achieved your goal? You need to add a number and it should probably be one of those or, um, or something else depending on your specific goals. And, um, and at any point in this process, you're either going to be, uh, you're either going to be winning or losing or tied with your predetermined goals and milestones. So you can know exactly where you're at based on your goals. If you're like, I want to lose, uh, I want to lose, uh, I don't know, 30 pounds in the next uh, six months. You know that you have to lose uh, five pounds every single month. So you can measure yourself along the way and say, okay, am I actually like on am track? Am I ahead, behind, or am exactly. I on track? <laughs> am I actually on track with achieving my goals? So you're either winning, you're losing, or you're tied. 
Um, and you can call those whatever you want. You don't have to say you're losing, but you're either falling behind or you're, you're Hey, if you say you're, you're losing, that's ahead. a motivator right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's motivation to us. Other people might not see it's that discouraging. as being I understand motivational, that, yeah. but um, so you're either ahead or behind or kind of tied with what you said you're going to accomplish. So that's why it's really important to have a number in mind. Um, and in life, we get what we inspect, what we measure, um, not just what we expect. Like you can say, oh, I want to lose weight and, and I'm going to do that in the next 12 months or something. But if you don't measure it, then that's not actually going to become reality. That's not actually going to happen. Knowing the score as often as possible is key to improving performance and productivity. That's why it's so important to be able to measure your progress. So step three to setting goals is to give yourself a deadline. And this is super important. Super. You, like, this is the best one out yeah, of these you, three. Well, I think <laughs> my all favorite, of them are, my favorite of them are one. important. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is super important. And this is one that most people uh, mess up. Yeah. Like, um, like even if you say, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds. It's like, okay, when do you want to lose 10 pounds by? So I should back, check back to you in 2020 or what? <laughs> right. And, and that's because any task or goal is going to take as much time as you allow for it to take. Um, it's the expansion of time. Time is going to expand to fill whatever container you give it. Uh, so it's really important to say, okay, you only get a week to accomplish this or a month to accomplish yeah. this or a year if it's a really big goal. So how often do you actually set a goal to do something that would realistically take you three hours to achieve but ends up taking three weeks? You know, we ask each other this every single yeah. day. We set deadlines every single freaking day, yeah. whether it's work, the gym, or whatever else. Yeah. You know, time like scheduling with grocery everything, shopping. Everything has a deadline. And, and, and that might be overwhelming for some people, but it actually – it, uh, it provides structure to our lives. I was like, just about to say that. I was like, the structure aspect of it is amazing because you don't yeah. feel like you're slacking in any area during the day at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it might be – it kind of like puts limits on your time and tells you what you can do and when. But, uh, but I'd rather be uh, kind of like governed by that uh, instead of – not achieving anything and like, and just floating through life and not knowing like what I'm going to do or when or something. We, we even do this like, with like, uh, like we usually watch a movie like once yeah. a week. Right. And That's usually a, we're like, okay, from this time to this time we're, we're going to watch this movie. Yeah. If it, if we start later, we're not going to finish it. Yeah. And I know most people will be like, Whoa, dude guys, that's like way too much. Yeah. This, but well, we, you make we the like goals. That. Yeah, exactly. And you make the goals or you, you fill up your schedule. However you want to do that. But, um, you can, that's the other really nice thing about actually putting structure behind it. It means that the tasks that you don't really want to do actually get done so you can do fun stuff after. Yeah. So, and, I, and I'll, I'll, and I'll <laughs> be completely honest. Sometimes it is difficult, you know, it's like, uh, you, yeah. you want to push yourself for these deadlines and if, if you don't make it, you know, it's like sometimes you have to reevaluate for next time that you do that same thing, but you, you want to push yourself as much as possible to reach that deadline. Exactly. And that's because a deadline is the ultimate form of inspiration. Yeah. It's non-negotiable. You're always going to work best under a self-determined or even externally fixed deadline for achieving your goals. Like when you were in school and your, uh, your yeah, teacher you was like – you got that shit done, right? <laughs> your teacher was like, okay, this research paper is due on Friday. 
It's like, okay, well, maybe I'll get get around to this next week. No, that's not an option. Uh, the that the the option for that is getting an F. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you have defined deadlines, or at work, you have defined deadlines, most likely. Um, and you have to have that same thing in your personal life, in the gym specifically. And you say, okay, I'm going to achieve this goal over the next three months, and this is how I'm going to achieve it. And uh, that means that I have to go into the gym every single day at 5 a.m. and crush weights for an hour and then do cardio for 15 minutes. And I can check each day off my calendar and say, yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. You have deadlines. You know exactly what you need to be doing and when. And that's how you actually achieve your goals. So I, I love that you said that because I, I bring this up all the time, but uh, like having competitions, it's like having that deadline of that's coming up. I love being able to say, okay, I need to do my lifting today and my yeah. cardio today. So when can I fit that in? And then I just like plan that out every single day up until that deadline. And I know if I continue and uh, make those deadlines within the day, I'll reach that deadline in three months. Yeah, you know? exactly. And you're like, you start I'm deadlines within deadlines within deadlines. Right. Well, you start, <laughs> yeah, or, or goal or sub goals exactly. within goals, exactly. within goals, within goals or whatever. You just break things down. And, um, and I think that's a really good way of doing that. Uh, and you have to kind of work out what exactly works for you. But that's so true. You start prepping for a competition at, I don't know, 15% body fat and you're like okay in the next two months i need to get down to seven percent body fat which means i need to lose i don't know 15 20 pounds um, of fat and then you break that up and say okay this is what i need to do on week one week two week three week four and um and then you'll actually achieve your goals so you have to break that up into kind of bite-sized pieces give yourself a deadline for the kind of ultimate goal and then each kind of sub goal that goes under that so um so now you know what's possible in a certain time frame. We talked in the last step about um, what's actually possible about uh, kind of like what you can achieve for cutting or bulking or something like that. Um, and you kind of know what's possible now in a certain time frame. Uh, so it's really time to make your goals uh, a reality with a firm, non-negotiable deadline, or you have multiple goals and you have multiple deadlines. So now you can actually do that and um, and not feel like you don't really know what's possible. So you decide to just punt uh, the goal setting process entirely and not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so now you don't have an excuse. Uh, so that is step three, uh, giving yourself a deadline. It's super, super important. Um, now in step four, we've actually transitioned beyond just, uh, just the goal process and we've actually, we're, we're starting to build a plan of action. So that's step four. Uh, the next step is starting to build a plan of action. Now everyone is different. Everyone's goals are different. Uh, so everyone really has a slightly different ideal strategy that they need to achieve their specific goals. Uh, so you have a specific dieting plan that you need or eating plan, whatever you want to call it. You have a specific um, uh, training plan uh, to achieve your fitness goals. So you kind of need to find the right strategy for you based on where you are currently, uh, what you want to achieve, um, and uh, what you maybe some of your limitations or maybe some things that you want to focus on specifically like, Hey, I also, I want to lose weight, but I also want to be able to do a pull up. Well, we kind of want to work that into your strategy and stuff. So everyone kind of has a different strategy. They all have different goals. Um, 
But as we've said numerous times, we use and highly, highly recommend that you focus on heavy compound weightlifting. Whether you want to shred fat, whether you want to build muscle, uh, that is uh, that will move the ball forward faster than anything else. Uh, focusing on heavy compound weightlifting. So we're talking about the squat, the bench press, deadlift, overhead press. Those major exercises that are going to help you um, shred fat and build muscle. And so, make you feel badass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you feel your strength improves. Uh, you feel kind of more confident and feel better about your progress. And you also, um, you can actually get to the point where you look forward to going to the gym every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's us every single freaking day. Right. I mean, there's some days that well, we're most tired. Days. <laughs> there's some days that we're tired, but it's like once you get into the weight and you're st- you start warming up and you actually get into the sets, it – it is super enjoyable, and uh, it, you just start to learn to love the whole experience. Yeah. It's important to have like short, intense workouts yeah. that you actually look forward to doing. So um, that's that training approach has gotten the most results for us. Uh, that's exactly what we do for all of our coaching clients, and we highly, highly recommend it. Um, so if you're looking at the next kind of steps to uh, make your goals a reality or maybe clarify your goals and start building a plan of action – um, you really, uh, we have tons of resources on our website yeah. that you can check out, uh, tons of free guides that will talk about, uh, training and nutrition. Uh, you can go back and listen to other podcast episodes. Um, but if you're really serious about taking your fitness to the next level, um, and really kind of like honing in on your goals and actually achieving them, uh, we do have, uh, online coaching, um, and you can apply for that by going to, uh, um, and you can actually learn how to book a free coaching call with us to talk about your goals and um, and start building a plan of action. So you can do that if uh, if you're interested in that. But as I said, we have lots of uh, resources on our website and there are a bunch of other really helpful podcasts that you can listen to. So. That's going to be a wrap for the podcast. Um, as yeah, we I, said, I really enjoyed this one. This was like, yeah. you, you want to, you have to really narrow these down, guys. It's like once you get this, then you can build that plan of action, and then you're going to achieve those goals that you want to achieve. Yeah. So I hope that you guys found this to be super valuable. Uh, yeah, this has been something that um, that we've uh, talked with a lot of people about, and and lots of people struggle with this, like understanding what's possible, um, understanding exactly like what they need to do and to achieve in order to um, uh, uh, like actually move in the direction that they want to head. So I hope that you found this to be valuable. Um, Again, uh, from what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast, we just launched a kick-ass recipe book. Uh, You can pick that up by going to fitveganrecipes.com. And we also have another free seven-day vegan fitness challenge that's launching. We do this about every three months. Uh, So if you want to jump in on this, uh, you better do that soon. Yeah, You don't want want to miss out and have to wait another three months, okay? (laughs) So we want to really pinpoint all of your goal setting and uh, motivate you to achieving what you want to achieve. Exactly. So So, It's such a fun time. So be sure to be on our email list. You can do that. If you're not already on our email list, you can go pick up that recipe book and get on our email list. But um, And you can also uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at The Vegan Gym. Uh, for the announcements on uh, the challenge, which is going to be happening shortly. So as always, guys, thank you so much for your time and support. Uh, We hope that you guys have a freaking fantastic week. And as always, keep challenging the freaking status quo. Peace.